nerds, welcome back to The Paper Fold. I am your host, Sarah, the paper nerd, and I'm so glad to be back nerding out with you on my favorite topic, stationery. This episode was produced in the thick of the winter trade show season. As I record this intro, I walked Atlanta two weeks ago, and I'm getting ready to head to Shop Object in New York now in New York City this weekend. Meanwhile, my fabulous guest is finishing up the Las Vegas market as I record this. However, all these markets are primarily gift and home shows where paper plays a large supporting role. Paper people in the trade have traditionally done the bulk of their purchasing in spring, and for that, there is Noted and Gifted happening in San Francisco's gorgeous Fort Mason Center this April 17th and 18th. If you work in stationery and are not going, prepare to feel very sad for those two days every time you open your Instagram. Helping to build that FOMO, the paper filled is thrilled to help promote this special sensational event, which is truly an honor. Thank you to the Greeting Card Association, and I hope to see all you nerds there. Last year at Noted, my guest today was in booth 420, and that was a very deliberate decision. A graduate of FIT, Lauren Mila, launched Kush Cards in 2015 on Instagram just via word of mouth after realizing there was a void in the market for cannabis-themed gifts and specifically cards. Lauren went on to make an enormous splash at National Stationery Show in 2020, where her Polka Pot gift bag won Best New Product Honors. Yours truly was a judge and I well remember how many paper people were clutching at their pearls throughout that event. While a marijuana-themed gift bag was the last thing I expected to see at NSS, that's what made it so appealing. Since then, Lauren has gone on to keep pushing the proverbial envelope with her offerings, most recently unveiling a range of sexual wellness cards that must be seen, or should I say experienced, to be totally appreciated. Instead of featuring a one-hitter adhered to the card front like her cannabis range, these feature vibrators all also at under a $20 retail. Since Lauren is clearly both an innovator and a disruptor, I named her a maker to watch in 2024 at Stationary Trends, but she is such a dynamo, I wanted to pick her brain here too. So get comfortable and grab your favorite vice, no one has to see, and I'll have Lauren on right after this. Hey nerds, by now most of you are doubtless familiar with that fantastic and fantastical LA-based brand, Girl With Knife, as well as its creative powerhouse founder, Alicia Castaldi. This brand's rise has been as dramatic and sharp as, well, the edge of a knife. That's because Girl With Knife is more than your new BFF in paper goods and home decor. It's a mood and a lifestyle, as illustrated by the awards it's stacked up in five years like so many pairs of Jimmy Choo's. Alicia won the highly competitive and coveted Artist of the Year Louis Award in 2020 and since then she has been busy living up to that moniker both within the stationery and gift communities and beyond. Because Alicia is a true disruptor, she has chosen to de- redesign a series of houses dotted across LA from Bel Air to Palm Springs with an eye toward creating living design spaces for her brand. These have been dubbed knife houses and they are receiving major airtime from HGTV and the like. Meanwhile, Girl With Knife is the first paper brand I can think of that received major international press coverage in Ola Magazine Spain, as well as Hello Magazine UK and Ola Magazine Mexico. Many of us paper nerds became Swifties once we heard that the singer herself is a big card sender. Well, another celeb, who I cannot name, sent Taylor a Girl With Knife card atop a floral arrangement before her historic Eras concert in L.A. I can only imagine that the divine blush and black design reading, I just friggin' adore you, gave Ms. Swift inspiration to completely slay the stage. Behind all that fanfare, however, there is authentic emotion and edge behind each design, be it greeting card, candle, art print, or desk must-have. Alicia has been a guest on this podcast and shared how autobiographical notes run through every last piece there is so much more than meets the eye you will love exploring and discovering every last design so if you're a paper nerd out in the wild looking to express your best self as you uplift those you adore head on over to girlwithknife all spelled out.com and immerse yourself meanwhile if you are in the trade shop this brand sensation exclusively on fair 24 7 i guarantee your stationery as well as your living and workspaces will slap Lauren, welcome to The Paperfold. Thank you so much for having me, Sarah. So excited to be here. 
Thank you so much. So in 2019, you initially and very famously uh, brought cannabis to the stationary space and set it ablaze uh, with your greeting cards uh, that fabulously incorporate one hitters. But lately you have rebranded to encompass offerings in the sexual wellness arena and have incorporated the tagline, the gift with a lift. So tell me about your revised mission and what you are bringing to the card table these days. Love it. Great question. Um, Okay. So the gift with the lift has kind of always been a tagline that I've run with because, you know, gifting cannabis obviously gives us a natural lift, right? And, you know, over time, like, you know, seven years of gifting cannabis and sharing it and all the messages that I received, I'm like, wow, a card is great, but you know, how everyone looks for money in the card or something like it's a little extra. I realized that now the card is the gift. So someone doesn't have to go like an extra step to get something else or the card is not the 99 cent card last minute because they spent all their money on the gift. I have realized that Kush cards has become something of a greater interest. Yeah, it started with cannabis because there was no way to gift it, right? So Mm -hmm. I kind of filled that niche. And then I was like, you know, well, how could I keep this happy, literally happy moment going? Um, So I already had the naughty line and I thought, you know, again, for me to just do a basic, you know, basic regular card was, it's not the norm for me. So I said, how could I push the envelope literally again? And um, (laughs) taking naughty cards and something that I had already built into the adult industry, I knew it was time to take something small enough like a vibrator legit the you know good vibes only literally the motto of this and attach it to a greeting card because right not only are we sharing positive messages through you know a a really nice message a handwritten note literally on front now is a way for you to pleasure yourself so it's like you get stimulated from the message on the card and then you also get stimulated in other areas so I kind of (laughs) Yeah, I just I think I think my career in greeting cards has led me up to this moment of wait a second. To be honest, when I attached the vibrator and went to New York now, mm-hmm. and then went to the greeting card association retreat, everything mm-hmm. started to change. My perspective. I said, hold on a second, because you know I go up and go into these trade shows and getting hit with the cannabis mark and you know thick skin. But I did not get one bad thing about that vibrator card, Sarah. So I said, not one bad thing. Okay. I swear I had people turning around, coming back from like hearing me say, have you heard of our vibrating greeting card? And it kind of dawned on me like, wow, you know, I'm taking paper now into gift because now it's just all about that full moment of getting something. So here we are vibing away. I love this. And, you know, it's really like, what can you put in an envelope? Like, what can you, like, what kind of gift can you put into card form? But I think, you know, what's so, what's so nice about what you do is that it's so tailored. It's so smart. It's, you know, it's, it's a cohesive gift and are all, remind me, are all your price points under 20? Yeah, well, now with this new card under twenty because this card is nineteen ninety five, and uh-huh. um, our regular cards go for nine ninety nine. See, I think under twenty is a great price point to hit. And the other thing that I think is like really important to mention, if you are sending someone a gift and you physically, like, let's say I go buy a vibrator for my girlfriend who's getting divorced. Um, okay. It's going to cost a lot more, but then I have to ship it. I have to package it. I have to, you know, I, there's like so many extra steps involved. Whereas if I just get the card with the vibrator on it, write a funny message, mail it off to her, like I'm done. I'm, and, uh, you know, that's a real service. (laughs) I mean, think about it. I have women coming up and say, I just bought my friend a vibrator. Like I wish it was on a card, you know, or, you know, just extending the message. So I just like, you know, some good good things just kind of happen. I think that's where every kind of card that I have done, it just happened from experience or just a need around me. So I'm so glad I did it. It took me, it took me like a year to do too. 
Hey nerds, it is once again that time to shout out my fabulous sponsor, Kitty Meow Boutique, as well as the amazing creative community its founder, Katherine Hildner, has built around her. This Chicago force of nature is a modern day renaissance woman, as you'll shortly learn. Everything starts with the Kitty Meow Boutique brand. This stationery and gift range is fun, fierce, and specifically designed to make women feel confident, empowered, and courageous. These distinctive offerings can be shopped in over 1,300 stores in 13 countries, but at the core of every last skew is Kat's commitment to her clientele. You are her number one priority to be treated like the long lost friend you are. Catherine knows it is a blessing to figuratively walk beside you as you navigate your own highs and lows, and that comes through loud and clear in every last offering. Speaking of which, get ready for a slew of new Kitty Meow boutique releases. Kat is getting ready to release a ton of new stickers, candles, gift bags, and keychains. So while KMB greeting cards perfectly accessorize every last moment in a woman's life, from that new baby to a new work partnership and everything in between, these offerings and other categories allow you to truly put your personality out there. I often refer to stickers as greeting cards to the world. Well, so are candles, gift bags, and keychains. It's never been easier for your personality to truly shine with style, seasoned with the occasional snark, of course. But Catherine doesn't just talk the empowerment talk, she lives it. Just as she puts her stationary customers first, when a maker takes part in KMB education offerings, her focus is on growing and even scaling that brand, just like it was her own. Through a variety of course offerings, Kat figuratively walks alongside her clients as they build and grow their businesses. In today's tough economic climate, even a little mistake can really cost you. Kat uses her hard-won experience gained in the stationary trenches to help you navigate every last up and down, master your online business, increase sales, and boost your business confidence along the way to boot. So, whether you are wanting to turn your artwork into a card, experience the self-pay, self-study of the KMB Wholesale Intensive, join a KMB group coaching container, or dive super deep with a one-on-one mentorship, Kat can help you turn your dreams to reality. Meanwhile, everything all comes into the very sharpest focus at the ultimate product party, UPP for short. It's still not too late to get tickets for Kat's May 2024 event in Southern California. There you can be in the UPP room where it all happens for two dazzling days of keynote speakers, breakout workshops, roundtable discussions, panels, networking, dreaming, scheming, content creating, and of course, fun and friendship. So whether you are trying to connect with that far-flung bestie or dominate the market with your brilliant creations, it all starts at kittymeowboutique.com. So get on this already, kitty cats, and be sure to tell Kat that Sarah sent you. You know, the late 2010s, you know, cannabis was very much becoming, you know, an issue, a political issue. People were talking about it. We didn't used to talk about it. And now, and so you kind of got in on the bottom floor of that. And now sexual wellness is like a buzzword and I'm starting to see sexual wellness trade shows and, you know, that kind of thing. And so like that ability to get in on the bottom floor of something that like people are kind of getting used to talking about. And um, I just think presenting it in like a really funny, fun way, just like just does a lot. That was the message. The goal was to completely take the stoner out of cannabis, like what you think, and make it classy. Make the card about how where to put the weed leaf last. Like that, the pot leaf never really like was a first design element when it came to mind. It always was just kind of like an afterthought because I'm like, okay, how can I make it made a little more relatable, right? Um, but I think now, you know, when I started in 2015 in New York, I mean, it was the hush hush. Hush, right, hush. right. It was Nobody. still under the, you know, right. it was very no. much a black market type of thing. Definitely. And honestly, in some places still is. So, um, and that's what's funny because you meet store owners from shows that are maybe from a, like a illegal market, but shopping in a legal market. So it's always funny that I kind of, I get all these funny interactions, random interactions, let's just say, <laughs> that come with it. But um, definitely, I feel like I got in at the right time because I was so early. I, you know, within just a year of starting Kush Cards, I moved to Denver. I was like, I gotta go, you know. And I was like, <laughs> I was like, I'll be back. I'm going <laughs> where the action is, girl. I said, I gotta go. I said, I had my one corporate design job. I went to FIT. I learned everything I needed to know to start this company, and I just went. And I knew I'd come back to NSS 
or New York now when I have this concept proven. That's exactly (laughs) what we did. I love it. I love it. And uh, meanwhile, you know, the cannabis industry is very male dominated and you exhibit at their trade shows and have made a name for yourself there as well. It's very different than the stationary world. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) (laughs) So I want to hear about your experiences there and how you met any challenges. For sure. So one particular show that I will shout out is called Champs. Uh, Champs Trade Show is a B2B counterculture show where you walk into a smoke shop, you could buy anything you need at that show, right? Mm -hmm. So, you know, and when I started in the industry, everyone's like, you need to go to Champs. You need to go to Champs, but you have to go ready. You can't go there while you're still hand making cards. Like if you get an order, you totally have to be able to fulfill it. So it took me some time, to be honest, to be able to go to the show Everyone kept telling me that I had to be at. But once I made my mark into that show, everything changed because mm-hmm. I, everybody was saying was right. People come, change, distributors, um, and they buy, right? And I think that that's really what Kush, got Kush Card started. Now, popping up there was great because I was so different, right? I was mm-hmm. unique. I was the feminine brand. And I am still one of the very few feminine brands. And to mention that came with some issues, right? Because I had to convince male buyers who, who is not the, the main purchaser of greeting cards, right? I had to persuade them to buy cards for their dispensary or their smoke shop where one wouldn't think to ever put greeting cards, right? So mm-hmm. I had some challenges with people like accepting the concept because it was so new. Mm-hmm. I had some people who dove in right away and who I still work with. Mm-hmm. Um, it took some time for some of these uh, buyers to see me years after mm-hmm. year to be like, okay, you know, maybe this this concept does work. And my number one challenge in the cannabis industry to date is mm-hmm. distribution. Um, mm-hmm. So there's a lot of distribution that goes on in this industry that I, I have seen is not common in uh, the paper industry. Um, I think maybe rep groups might go as far as what a distribution would be, but mm-hmm. distributors are where they buy in bulk and they, you know, they pipe it into the market. So my mm-hmm. goal was when I hit that show, distributor, distributor, get the large orders, get the brand out. Now, mm-hmm. while that did work in the beginning, sustaining mm-hmm. that type of customer is very hard because they're in it for the margin. And I get it, 100% get it. But when you bring in Kush cards, it's about diversifying your line. You have the margin, right? You have the margins with your glass, your CBD, mm-hmm. your, all these other things that you make millions off of. But when you bring Kush cards in, it's to bring a lifestyle product. So I have a lot of distributors who um, have picked me up before and then I've slowly kind of fallen out. Or um, mm-hmm. So that has been, you know, and last year I actually took a risk and tried to partner with a distributor, um, semi-exclusive actually, because uh-huh. I was like, what? I'm like, all right, let me go conquer the gift world and the adult world. And this industry that is my, you know, is my main industry partner with a larger company who services most of them mm-hmm. didn't work out. Right, didn't right. work out. So, and I, and I, you know what? Some risks don't, don't work out, but. Right, right. If you don't try, know. you'll never know. I never know. And now I know how to be a distributor. I'm becoming one myself mm-hmm. and, you know, just learning how to, it just made me learn how to sell my product even more, to be honest. Like, you know, trying to go through a third party to sell Kush cards, it's difficult. I've realized. And when mostly male males were selling them. So I think right. there's a language. I think there's a, there's a language within this type of product and the value, but there are a lot of people who see that too. So that's great. That's, that makes a lot of sense. I mean, I've got it as you were speaking. I, you know, when I go to regular market, when I go to gift and stationary markets, you know, it's all about what's new and, you know, everybody, you know, retailers in these spaces know that you've got to like constantly change your vignettes and update your windows. I mean, I don't know if that's in the cannabis space as well, but I would think, you know, it's, you could, you know, switch around the greeting card display. You could put something new out. You know, there's still like, they they still, you know, like that space could use some, you know, oh, could flavor. use the novelty brought flavor, by stationery. Yeah. I mean, totally. Dispensary, it's, it's, it's nothing. It's t-shirts maybe, you know, so um, 
it's also been fun to get cards in there to seasonalize them instead of just putting a Santa hat on a joint or something. I don't know. You know, yeah, it just makes it. It just makes, it just gives it an extra reason. And it's funny you mentioned display because that is also a challenge that I go through to date because Mm -hmm. they're not set up for, they don't have greeting card racks, you know, and they don't, they don't, you know, it's not like, oh, let me pick my sixes and, you know, it's it's the complete opposite. Right. Are you selling, are you spelling, are you selling like counter spinners or like, yeah, yeah, that would make sense. I have to. So when that floor rack went out of business, really, because of COVID, that hurt. Mm-hmm. It hurt yeah. us. The smoke shops have that wide open space in the middle, and they mm-hmm. loved it. Yeah, we found another one. I'm looking at a cardboard floor option. But I would say displays is an, also a number one battle that I go with because they're expensive, and customers don't want to pay for them. So I'm like, okay. And I realized that I kind of have to offer free displays. It's just... <laughs> Yeah, Five it's something you got it. Right? You have to eat it. Yeah, you, you got to eat it. And so I said, you know what? Instead of me putting stickers in the boxes, for I'm gonna give them the display. So I kind of like I had to like balance it out. And at the GCA retreat, I asked some of the uh, retail session. I said, "What do you guys like as a vendor? Like, I mean, uh, as a retail store, mm-hmm. like, do you like when brands put in like." You know, like, what do you want? Stickers, merch, T-shirts? Because in the cannabis industry, they want, like, T-shirts and all this stuff. And, and it's so, they just said, just a handwritten note. And I'm like, there you go. They get a handwritten note and a display. <laughs> <laughs> right, right. I mean, like, that adds so much value. And, you know, I think uh, it not only encourages return business, it's just, it's just a great sign of goodwill. You know, if they don't, if they don't buy more cards from you, hopefully they'll put some more cards in there, maybe from someone else, but just to keep the category alive. I mean, I want them to buy from you. Don't get me wrong. But (laughs) if they have a greeting card display, like hopefully they'll fill it. Um, I'm curious about, um, the cannabis community, like I, you know, station paper, people are famously welcoming and friendly, like what's the cannabis industry like? Like what, what have you uh, briefly, like what have been your experiences there? Uh, so kind of like entering the community in a way. Mm-hmm. And I would say, um, so a lot of different networking events, like where we have like the GCA and we kind of like go to the shows knowing we'll see our people. I think it took me at going to so many different types of networking events in the cannabis industry. Cause like, the smoke shop industry and the cannabis industry, they're, I would say, under the same umbrella, but way different. You know, right. so going after a dispensary and going after a smoke shop has been completely different. So, like, in the smoke shop industry, I've showed up, right? Mm-hmm. I've showed up at that show. And that, for me, was my sense of building community. Because if you're at that show and you're, if you're at that show every show, you be you start to know everyone. And sure, sure. You, right? So mm-hmm. that was really specifically for the smoke shop industry, but I would say for the cannabis industry in a large was just really me going to a company called Women Grow at the time. Uh, back in the day, I went to their meetings once a month, all the time. Um, I sponsored events, um, became get Kush cards, just so well known out there, and um, really by promoting my story too. And that's something I'll talk about a little later too, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. Um, using the story to sell the product. And I think. What has made my name the mark is that I'm just memorable in the cannabis industry. <laughs> You're because memorable anywhere, Lauren. No friend, no friend. <laughs> so I think meeting me and like, you know, like a distributor mentioned, they said they might not buy cards because they want to buy cards, but they buy cards because you're selling the card. And I'm like, well, there you go. So that's why I realized that putting my face out there at any kind of show in the cannabis industry from 2015 to now has just spread the word. So absolutely. And you build on it, you know, you build on it. Like you've been, you've been at 10 shows. So when they see you for the 10th, you know, the 11th time, it's like, you're familiar already. And people might've talked about you. They might've heard something, you know, that kind of thing. Every show people are like, yeah, I've heard about these cannabis greeting cards. And I'm like, they'll come up to me and I'm like, what do you mean? They're like, yeah, this is like the coolest thing we've seen. And and it reassures me like, all right, this is my mission. I'm going to keep doing this, you know? And it's funny because a retailer recently had a show, a cannabis show. They were like, yeah, keep putting out the great content. We love your newsletters. Reassurance. These newsletters (laughs) that take me so long 
these store owners really are reading them, you know, and I'm like, I'm gonna keep going. (laughs) That's wonderful. And that's rewarding to know. I mean, in this day and age, most people don't read, you know, more than a sentence or two. Uh, That's the entire concept behind stationary trends. So (laughs) (laughs) anyway, yes. Oh, thank you. Uh, Anyway, I, I'm curious, you know, I think of you as a disruptor. Uh, disruptor is one of those terms that like is getting thrown around a lot and it means a lot of different things to a lot of different people. So I'm curious, uh, what does being a disruptor mean to you? Hey, I take it and I run with it. And I'm like, you know, I'm a disruptor in the paper industry. I'm a disruptor in the adult industry and I'm a disruptor in the can because they're just like, you know, I think that means to me is that just going against the normal, taking the risk. Sarah, do you know what it was like exhibiting at New York Now in 2019 with a booth full of cannabis items? Oh, yeah. I heard about you before I went there. People were like, have you seen the girl with the marijuana? Like at least three retailers said that to me before I even saw, and I judged best, I judged best new product every year. So I saw your, you were in best new product that year. So I'd seen it. People had, I had already heard about you before I even got my badge and made it to best new product to judge it. So that is a disruptor right there. It's (laughs) getting people to talk about you without even trying. Right. Because right. The products kind of spoke from themselves and obviously the person behind the brand, you just have to match what you're doing, right? So I think, you know, using this like lane of like, okay, you know what? I have to go in there and be like, stay true to my mission and like be that person that's breaking through the, you know, breaking through the norm. But like, you have to go in with the right mindset because it'll break you. Like I literally took some years, I took a year off in New York now because I wasn't sure. I kept going back and forth you know, questioning if GIF was the right industry for me. I even questioned if I should be at the GCA retreat, to be honest, mm-hmm. going only because I'm like, I don't know, like, is this too much for paper? And they were like, 100% no, like, this is like, they were like, absolutely not. They're like, you are that you are what's coming for paper, you know, this is, you know, you're part of the, the younger one of the younger companies that are bringing innovation to it. So I think for me, just disrupting industries that are just unexpected. I think mm-hmm. being a disruptor is being unexpected because when I'm in a store and like, for instance, a gift shop, I just got into word shop Denver when I'm oh, in nice. a store, yeah, when they see me and I'm like in the row of your, just your cards and then the vibrator cards, they're like <laughs> unexpected. And they told me, they, they said they've been going so well because they come in and they're just, they're not looking for that. But then they find it. You go into a smoke shop, you're not looking for a card, but you leave with one. So um, I think that has really also kind of set the path for when I create new things like this vibrator card. I'm like, you know what? The adult industry is really hard to get them to bring in cards again because they had some bad experiences Mm -hmm, with mm -hmm, cards. mm -hmm. So with persistence and just, you know, I, I was like, you know what? They love toys. Why wouldn't they buy this toy card now? So, so far, so good. Right. Right. That makes sense. And a disruptor. So it redefines the expected, you know, and uh, to me, stationary needs it because we need every young generation to embrace the Mm -hmm. medium. And so, you know, we need. Yeah, we need people like you because you're not going to write, you know, the same cards your grandma sent. So, you know, it, it, it's got to stay young. We'll be right back after this. And we're back. So do you have any advice uh, for other makers who may be listening who do want to redefine an established niche? Yeah, I say be the niche. First, be the niche. Okay. Because you'll never know, like, for instance, sometimes if I see cannabis greeting card company and they don't consume, I'm like, hmm, you are not the niche, you know? So I feel like when I started Kush Cards, I was the Kush and I already was the card. I was (laughs) Kush all day and I was the greeting card. I mean, I was in novelty. I was in novelty, maybe not stationary, but I was in novelty home goods. So uh, we used to walk the stationary show to get inspiration all the time, you know? So... Um, I would say to fully embrace yourself into what you're trying to disrupt, because if you're not, 
you won't do it right. Because for me, the fact that I was my niche, it became easy for me to bridge the gap. I went in there full force, have this, you know, I had, I had the, the shell and, you know, at the first one, I was still a little like, okay, I'm early. I'm very early. For, I still think I'm sometimes early for my time for some people. But you know what? It's funny. That first show, I still work with some of the retailers that I got in from that show, and um, which was a big adult chain, too. Go figure. Yeah, that's that's amazing. And look, I mean, if you're an early, if you get in early, like it's you're going to be in the trenches because you're you know, fighting all the people who don't trenches, want it and, and you have to be committed to it. Like, uh, yeah, you can't you try know. and give up. Like if I had not, if I had like stopped, you know, going to, I think NSS or New York now at my first setbacks, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't have one best new product and experience that Yay. moment where literally I said, I'm done. If nothing else happens, I'm done. This happened. You know, and that, that was the perfect example of me, going to Colorado and being like, I'm coming back. I'm coming back. It was literally, you have no idea how that award kind of gave me inspiration to kind of like, you know, just keep creating and keep innovating and knowing that there is a need for stoner stationery. Yeah, totally. I'm so glad you won too, because I have to say, I judge that every year. I mean, I could do a whole podcast episode about Right, my experience right. is judging different competitions, but that competition in particular, what I picked never won. And mm-hmm. I picked you and it oh, won. And it was like one of the few, <laughs> like every year I would judge it and be like, wait, why? Not that the people who won weren't deserving. They are. Right. And obviously if more, more of the judges pick them, then that's deserving. But I'm always just so happy when I'm, um, when I hit the mark <laughs> and, and, and how many years uh, later? I know, I know. And yeah. you, and you saying it was a shot in the arm that kept me from quitting and starting to do something else. Like, that's awesome. That makes me yeah. feel so good about my choices. No. <laughs> so, oh, no, I'll never forget the moment. I took the mic on stage. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure you did. <laughs> sure I did. You know it. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> so uh, when we chatted uh, before I wrote the questions for this podcast, uh, you mentioned uh, that you've been putting some knowledge out there, mostly uh, on social media about troll management. Um, so obviously between vibrators and cannabis, you've dealt with a lot. So um, I want to hear a little bit about your strategy. Gotcha. And this relates to social media, right? With posting and stuff like that. Or other, I mean, do you have other trolls? I mean, do you have trolls in other arenas of your life? I hope not. Uh, no, no, I would say, I'd say it's a lot more business related, right? Like, um, I would say, so social media, it's hard to, right. It's hard to promote the products. Like me starting on TikTok in 2020, it just, it was a battle. Like I had just realized that I needed to remove myself from the platform because they are not accepting to what I sell. So I think like one of my strategies is adapting, you know, like mm-hmm. I put so much effort into it and it helped me for a great amount of time. But I realized, you know what, Instagram and Pinterest and some other platforms are really my strongest platforms. Now, with Instagram has gone through a whole it's gone through a battle, let's just say, with getting taken down, pages up and down and whatnot. So what I have used is that and this is what I uh, had mentioned before is just how to promote your products through your story. So my story might not get taken down, you know, and I'm not saying the story that, you know, you see your stories. I mean, you know, promoting on the page, like winning that best new product. Right. Mm -hmm. And then them Mm -hmm. seeing what the product was, you know, and posting about your, your wins, your losses, because my thing is you cannot fake authenticity. Right. So when the trolls come, like when other, when there's another cannabis greeting card company, you mm-hmm. bet you I know right away, right? Because that company is either commenting on my page for me to look at them, troll, okay? Using my hashtag, troll. And to get people to, you know, look up Kush cards to find their brand and using my invention as a way of like getting, it's just like getting back at me or something for some reason. So I would say like, I try and really block out like, everyone's commentary, right? Even if it has mm-hmm. to do about smoking, you know, and it's mm-hmm. not, it's not, it's not for everyone. Um, mm-hmm. It's not for everyone. 
And I acknowledge that if that comes to my page and that kind of side of troll management, right? Like, you know, being like cannabis isn't good for you or this, that, and the third. I have to deal with that in a professional way, right? I'm not going to come back and say, well, you know, get off of my page or no, it's just not for you. You know, maybe there's something else in my brand that could, you know, fulfill what you're looking for or something like that. But I think when it comes to like products, you just never know. I just had to, I've just had to like learn what, you know, what has worked for myself over the years, but it always comes back to like people saying, I love seeing myself on the, on the Instagram. They love watching the story. So I'm like, let me promote that so that maybe it doesn't bring so much light into the cannabis part of the product. Mm -hmm. And it's a little bit more lifestyle, you know, like they're watching when they come to my page, it's not just cannabis. It's, me, it's, you know, it's, it's my employees, it's us bringing up boxes everywhere, it's Carlos being the, you know, the, the, the entrepreneur boyfriend who, who will do anything to help. Um, it's trade shows and showing that I could take six suitcases via Southwest for free. And, you know, <laughs> it's those things that I think people keep coming back for. So I would say my strategy is to adapt. You have to adapt and you cannot like it's a platform. It's just a community guideline. Like you this is like you gotta just go with it. If you have to put the broccoli emoji instead of saying cannabis, then we put the broccoli emoji. And okay. there you go. You I know? love it. Well, first of all, your feed is like so fun and it's hysterical and it it is like it is a lifestyle feed. It does relate to the card. It does relate to the cards, but it's not like you're just standing there and showing your cards. Like oh, you're yeah. like doing hysterical. It's like very funny and it's very engaging. Um, I'm glad that, you know, you don't let people who are taking it the wrong way get mm-hmm. to you. Um, I'm kind of surprised. Like part of me says, look, let's get 500 different ranges of cannabis cards on the market. I just don't want them to try to glom onto your business. Like they need to do it the right way and build their business and not do it by trying to get your search page to go to them. You know, like these right. underhanded. Find your way. Find your right, way. You know, right. I see some, to- some cannabis cards out there and you know, they, and I, they look great. You know what I mean? And I feel like that may, I kind of, you know, bridge, you know, kind of just cut the wall down of having a pot leaf on a card, you know? So Right. Right. You <laughs> paved the way you burnt, a, you burnt the, you burnt a line through the fields or whatever. I lit it up. I lit it up, Sarah. <laughs> For others that instead of like not being nice to you, like, you know, following that path. I mean, I, yeah, for sure. I mean, Maybe I've, different. you know, yeah, I, I mean, I don't copy. You yeah, know? exactly. I mean, like, that's one of the great things about the stationary community that I've always loved is that like everyone always feels like there's always room for one person, one more person at the table. It tends to be pretty transparent. People are pretty friendly. Nobody's stealing trade secrets for, mm-hmm. you know, foiling. Like, you right, know, right. it's just. Oh, yeah. Yeah, definitely. And, and so to see that ugliness, which maybe is a little bit more from some other industries and the way different mm-hmm. businesses kind of carry themselves coming into ours, like I want right. it out. So good for you for dealing oh, yeah, with it yeah. so nicely. Yeah. You know what? Like, yeah. When you're a leader, I think that there's there's a time when you're like, you know, do you worry about people? And that's some of the friends in the stationary industry. We talk about this. Like when you're a leader, you know, do you, are you afraid to post because you feel like people are going to copy you, you know, or are you afraid to put your new strategy out there because you see it replicated at other places? But I think that my motto is if you come out strong, they could try. Absolutely. I, you know, I mean, through the I'm years, I am yeah. the product. I you am are the product. That's like that car. Wait, are you seeing that holiday kit? That really popular holiday tagline, bitch, I am the gift that have you seen? I'm sure it'll come up. On my <laughs> now, now you're going to see it a yeah. thousand times. Well, good. Because you know what? I could be like, of course, this is the gift, bitch. <laughs> This is the, um, yeah. And, you know, but through the years, you know, 
I've seen people really rip people off. I've seen people maybe rip people off and the first person get upset and come to me. They not, mm-hmm. not like it's the first stop, but they'll say something right. to me and I'm like, I am not a judge. I am not, you know, yeah. you know, what I always tell people is they can't get in your head and do take your next idea. Like, you know, you, why do you think I live in Colorado too? <laughs> why do you think I live out in Colorado? I mean, I I am the most focused I've ever been out here, and I think that has truly helped the growth of, you know, leaving my the just NYC, which is a lot going on, you know, and being coming out here and focusing. You know, I've learned, I've adapted, I've grown so much as a person, a business owner. It allows me, like, my space and energy around me allows me to create, grow, and scale, and go through all the growing pains which we're going through right now, which is a good thing. Yeah, totally, totally. And, you know, running a business in Manhattan is just, it's hard enough to live, it's hard enough to live there. So I, good for you. And I'm from Westchester County too. So like even doing it there too is, you know, it'd be, there'd be no way. So we, we know we had work and again, just following my inner voice and taking, you know, going to this show, going to this show, going to the adult industry and being like, you guys need to bring cards back and creating a whole other community there. Cause you know, mm-hmm. their trade shows, they have food, they have lunch, they have breakfast, lunch, dinner. So you're at a trade show there. You're with the everyone three days. So wow. let me tell you, it's very easy to be like, who is Kush cards? And we actually just got nominated for cannabis brand of the year. So that was been really nice. Great. Congratulations. Um, That's exciting. You, you should be. I mean, oh, yeah, I was like, <laughs> so excited. I uh, mean, you know, they, you've got to, you know, Anything that's of the year needs to be an original form, an original take on something. And my guess is like, you're coming out of left field there. So good for you. Good luck. Good luck. Thank you so much. Thank you. So uh, one last question. My last question to you is a new department here at the Paperfold that we are calling Nerd Notes. It is sponsored by Paper Baristas, who, if you listen to that episode, is devoted to making the world a better place. And how better to do this in a small but important way than with snail mail? Uh, So in this segment, we review a favorite card or letter you received, just the first one that comes to your head. Now, the one I chose today, um, is, is I, as we record this, the GCA workshop and retreat in Kansas city just occurred. You were there. I was not. And it's yet another round of Louis season. And then the other thing that's going on is today, Andy Meehan was announced as the new president of the greeting card association. Congratulations, Andy. By the time you hear this, You'll have been president for a little while. (laughs) So my latest does touch on all of that. It comes from Steve Doyle of Hallmark, um, who was GCA president and sent me this very lovely Hallmark card in February 2014 after I judged the Louis. So here here it is. It's got a, I got to figure out this camera. It's got a cupcake on the front. It's a Hallmark card. Oh, look, it has, he put his, he put his card in it. See, there you go. <laughs> Always yeah. working. Yeah. That's Steve. Uh, so it reads, Dear Sarah, on behalf of the GCA Board of Directors, thank you for spending time with us in New York City last week and judging the 26th Annual Louis Awards Program. I think we're on the 36th. Um, judges have the most important responsibility selecting the winners because of an 11 inch snowfall in Kansas city. My flight was canceled and I was unable to be there to thank you personally, but your blog post gave me a peek of the fun. I used to take pictures of cards. I liked when I judged, I'm not allowed to do that anymore. Um, please know, please know we value our relationship with you and genuinely appreciate your personal involvement in and support of the Louis and the GCA. And all you do is stationary trends to highlight all the great innovation in our industry, wishing you the very best, Steve. I am so um, lucky to have a note like this to look back on and just realize how long I've been involved with the GCA and how many amazing uh, people I've crossed paths with uh, during this time. So let's hear yours. 
Okay, so mine's a, was a little different, but actually recently um, came from my brother because I was a bridesmaid and wedding. And um, so, you know, I live far away. He's my twin brother too. So I live far away. So I feel like sometimes it's hard to, you know, just especially with a guy, just communicate, you know, your feelings and whatnot. And my brother's not the type to get the card either. You know, he's the type to just sign his name, let the let his wife get the card and stuff like that. And so I felt like when I got this card and look how much he wrote. Oh my gosh. Very tiny. Um, He had a lot to say. I know. I I don't know if we're supposed to read the card, but you can, um, if you want, if you want, you can, if it's like, if you'd rather not. Oh yeah. I mean, I'll, I'll read a little bit. All right. Thank you. Dear Lauren, as we get ready for my wedding day, I wanted to take a moment to express my gratitude I have for you. You have taught me a lot, still living miles away. You have taught me to chase my dreams no matter how big or small. You have taught me that perseverance when um, when things get hard and to always have a positive energy because it will radiate through you and those around you. As today marks a new chapter in my life, I hope, um, um, I hope it's makes a new one for you as well. You are gaining a sister that has so much love for you. Thank you and um, being a part of it uh, no matter what. And there's always a light. Boom. Oh my gosh. That's so sweet. I almost started crying reading yeah, it. Like what is sweet. Yeah. It's so funny when you mentioned that, I'm like, wow, I've seen so many cards, but I do have a little card, a window aisle I put my cards up that I like, you know, keep because how you can't throw away a card. Like there's just there's just no way. Um, so when you said that this has been the most recent one, which is only about in the um, end of September. So my first okay there's a lot there okay mazel tov for the happy couple that's exciting um i'm sure it was a great event um i had no idea you were a twin so wow (laughs) there's another one of you and it's a boy but you know for someone to sit down when they're getting married is there's a million things you're dealing with. And for someone to sit down and think about it, like that was a very thoughtful card. And, and it was just, like in my bag too. So it was like planned and, you know, and it was like, and the, you know what I love too is that it was so large, like what a large card, you know? And it was like, I don't know. I just feel like it was unexpected. There you go. It was, yeah, unexpected. it was unex- unexpected and very authentic. You know, very. like and it was, was very like, much know, like from the heart. Yeah. And I was like, when, when then he talked about even miles away, because lately I've been like, you know, the holidays come around and you're like, what am I doing? I'm so far away from home. And so it kind of gave me a reassurance that there are room for me. Glad that I'm doing my thing and to keep going and stuff like that. So, Oh, that's so nice. So I just, I just, I only have one question about this card. <laughs> do you think his, do you think his wife made him write these? <laughs> You know, I know. I don't know. To be honest, it was so nice. I feel like I don't know. I don't. I don't even. Not make, but lovingly as suggest. Part of it, part of you it. know, as I part know, of the she's like, very, like the gifty person and stuff like that. So I'm, I'm a hundred percent sure she did that for her sister. So I would say he maybe got a little inspiration for sure. But I think it was nice for him for someone like you know just. You know, like me and my sister, we're all send cards, you know what I mean? But mm-hmm. I think from coming from him on his special day, you know, I think that was really a really Oh, it's huge. And he's so expressive. Like most men, like my husband Hi. gives me cards and it's like happy birthday. I'm really looking forward to spending this day with you. And that's it, you know. And I mean, yeah. like he means it and I it's you know, I'm I don't expect anything else. From him, right. like, you know, it's wonderful that he gave me a card and he said right. that. But, you know, you usually don't, you know, a lot of men have more trouble, I think, just generating, yeah, you know, the, being sure. so heartfelt. Mm-hmm. Um, you can get it. the phone and get a text message. I feel like it's just, you know, I don't know. But this was like, all right, we're good. We're good. Oh, that's you nice. Well, I know yeah. you'll, I know you'll always save it. And I, yeah. I do think over the years, as you look back on it, it will mean different things to you. And I oh, think that's I- the most wonderful thing about it. That's what we're here to bring, you know, messages to people and 
unexpected ways. It could be just on a wedding day, like I said, when you're there for them, but you know, and you really, I guess you really realize how much you really are there for them, you know, on that day. Absolutely. And they give you this gift to remember so that they, so that right. you know, you know, and that- we're giving them gifts. Right. And then I guess to receive one too, I was like, wow, I was like, okay, like I am a big part of this day. So yeah, that's it. That's amazing. And technically I don't want to get too, I don't want to digress too much, but technically you're not supposed to give, you don't have to give someone a wedding gift when with an invitation, you are asking someone for the gift of their presence. And, right. uh, if they want to give you a gift, they can, but they don't, they shouldn't feel obligated. Mm-hmm. Obviously it's very different, um, how right. it plays out <laughs> in real, in reality, but yeah. in the, you yeah. know, but it, but it, if the conception of it is, you know, your, your presence is, is my gift. So yeah. anyway, yeah. I think that's what that card meant too. So I think that was like, Naomi, great question too. It took me a second too, but you know what? I just looked around and I'm like, what is, what, what have I held on to? So that one definitely. Absolutely. I feel like if I'm talking about, it only took me like 56 episodes to realize it, but I feel like if we're talking about like stationary and the meaning in your life, like we should talk about cards that we keep. So, um, because, so it just makes sense. It like I said, it only took me. Right. Yeah. And it's so different from what I make too, right? It's like so different. So it was like just it was a different environment. You better believe I'm having wedding cards coming out soon. You know it. Now it's this took <laughs> you know it, okay? Here's oh my gosh. Tied with not. <laughs> There the, and the and the verbiage will like write itself. Like this is for dealing with your new mother-in-law. You know, whatever. Right, right, right. Exactly. <laughs> I didn't think of that one. But writing it down. You know, or just like going through these experience and realizing. You know, because you know I have to give him a little something on the side in a Kush card, but that was you know a separate from his wedding card. Because just that's that's the love language, you know what I mean? That's right, like that's is. you, and that's right. what you bring to the table. <laughs> right, and then this is from me and Carl. Well, both was from Carlos and I, but you know, it was like you know, like a card and present together, and then just uh, a special treat for a special person. And so funny that was my original tagline when I started: a special treat for a special person. Oh, really. I like that too. Look, I mean, it's not going anywhere either, even if it's not your quote unquote official. Yeah, that's anyway. how I started it. Before every card said a special treat for a special person because I wasn't I wasn't there with the rhyming yet because it was just such a new concept. I was not there with totally, games, so totally. The well, how many companies? Time. I mean, so many companies like come out with a good name and then two years later are like, you know what? Our name didn't really that name I yeah. came up with before I knew what was going to happen doesn't really right. apply anymore. This is my new name. So, uh, yeah, adapting. There you go. Right. Adapting. Exactly. So anyway, Lauren, it was such a treat to have you here. Thank you so much for coming in the paper fold. Thank you for having me, Sarah. Like I said, we were together in 2020 in three years later. It's so fun to see how we both have grown and thank you so much for your support. And I definitely look up to you in all things stationary and to be on this podcast. Um, and some exciting things we have coming up. I feel super glad to be in your circle. Thank you so much, Lauren, for dropping in the paper fold. Your enthusiasm and energy are downright infectious. Good for you for figuring out how to translate them onto stationery. I will continue to expect great things from you. Finally, thank you for listening. Of course, feel free to give me a five-star rating and review if you are so inclined. The Paperfold is proud to be a member of the Evergreen Podcast Network. To learn more about this dynamic community, please visit evergreenpodcast.com. Thank you so much, nerds. Please stay safe out there.